Welcome to the Say Yes to Life podcast. Here at CrossFit Advantage, we believe that life is a team sport where every person, no matter who you are, is the most valuable player in the game. We are a community of humble, hungry, happy, helpful people whose mission is to improve quality of life through health and fitness. This is episode 17 of the Say Yes to Life podcast. Today, we're going to talk about weightlifting. I'm here with Cody. Cody, how's it going today? Doing good, Low. Excited about this episode. I am too. I actually just finished some weightlifting this morning, so just ready to talk about it more. Okay, so as we've talked about in previous episodes, CrossFit is made up of three main ingredients, gymnastics, weightlifting, and monostructural, also known as cardio or conditioning. So just for simplicity, we'll use those terms interchangeably. But Cody, could you briefly talk about what weightlifting looks like in our CrossFit programming? Yeah, absolutely. So in our program, it basically means anytime that you're moving external load or you're carrying uh, or, or lifting or throwing something. So like you said, monostructural is kind of that cardio we're going to be moving your body weight um, at a kind of a lower intensity, but for a long amount of time, uh, typically kind of a repetitive um, motion or action. And then gymnastics where you're basically controlling and moving your body weight and then weightlifting, moving external loads. That's kind of the name of the game. Sweet. So a lot of times when we think about weightlifting, we think about throwing down heavy barbells, but it also includes kettlebells, dumbbells, even D-balls, med balls, um, anything where there's an external load, right? Yeah, for sure. I think the barbell gets a lot of attention and I think that's a good thing. It's There's a lot of value there, but anytime you pick up a medicine ball, you carry a bumper, uh, a kettlebell, anytime that you're you're moving another object, we call that, uh, we consider that part of our, our weightlifting. And there's two ways to look at weightlifting. One is the sport of weightlifting, where weightlifting is one word, and then weightlifting, with the space in between, is basically lifting or moving something that has weight. Hmm, I didn't know that last part. There's a difference between weightlifting and weightlifting. See, even I learn things on this podcast. It's great. Okay, a lot of folks outside the CrossFit space tend to treat weightlifting as a completely separate entity. I guess in this case it would be weight space lifting (laughs) tend to treat weightlifting as a completely separate entity from their monostructural training. For example, some people will do cardio days on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then lift on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So my question is, is there a reason why we incorporate weightlifting into our programming daily and even mixed in with cardio and gymnastics? Yeah, absolutely. And it's a pretty strong defining characteristic of CrossFit to strive to blur the distinction between strength training and cardio because nature has no regard for the distinction and it typically is going to punish those that separate them in their training. If you think about some extreme examples like uh, maybe like a police officer, very rarely will that police officer run down somebody and then have somebody else tackle them or wrestle them. Um, do you want to be strong? Yes. Do you want to be fast? Yes. Do you want to have conditioning? Yes. And so blending those together is a big part of our program. And um, again, like it's a pretty defining characteristic of, of CrossFit and how we get uh, functional fitness uh, to our athletes, to our clients, 
um, and to the world. Awesome. So even if you don't know it, on the days where, you know, we have workouts with power cleans, biking, and pull-ups in one workout, you are doing some weightlifting, a little bit of strength training in the mix, even if it doesn't feel like you're going super heavy. I think there's a lot of different ways that we incorporate weightlifting into our program and a lot of ways that that will translate to quality of life. And we'll get to that uh, and later in the episode. Yeah, I think so. um, it, there used to be kind of a joke like, what do, you, what do you all do to get strong? And we're like, well, we lift weights and do gymnastics. And then they would say, well, what about conditioning? And we would say, well, we lift weights and do gymnastics faster. And uh, so it's kind of sneaky. Like our, our cardio or our conditioning is disguised in our wads. Our gymnastics is disguised in our wads. And so is our weightlifting. Um, learning how to, to be strong under fatigue uh, is a big part of our program and, and how we do things. And like I said, that carryover uh, applies to real life. You know, very rarely in real life do you, get to, do you get to do just a couple reps of something very heavy and then take a break. You know, think of helping a friend move or something like that. It's usually like moderate loads that need to be moved well over and over and over to where you also get sweaty, tired, and all that kind of stuff. So the carryover to real life is is pretty direct. And um, it's also just a really fun way to kind of mix that. Uh, we call them modalities, right? So to mix those modalities keeps the training fun and exciting. And uh, the adaptation never stops because the recipe is always always kind of changing. So there's no, there's no plateau to progress. You can keep getting stronger, fitter, and, and more conditioned by mixing things up that way. Yeah, and that's what I love about it too. Before I did CrossFit, I would... I, I was a dancer and an, a soccer player, and so I would do those things, you know, in like middle school, high school, as like extracurriculars. And then on the other days, I would just run. I would be like, well, I should probably do something, you know, fitness related, but I would get so bored doing that. I know that works for some people. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, but I think there's a lot left on the table for the benefits you could be reaping from throwing in some strength training to the mix. Yeah. And actually, on that same note, like, uh, we love all three cardio, gymnastics, weightlifting. But because this episode we're talking about weightlifting, let's talk about that, that I just need to run mentality. I think um, a lot of people, it's like a restaurant. You don't know what to order. So you're like, well, I know the salad's not bad. I'm going to get the salad. And I think for a lot of people, running or cardio can go into that same boat. Well, I'm not exactly sure what to do, how to do it with our you know, body weight movements or strength movements. So I'm going to order the salad, which would be our running or endurance. And um, that's not always the case for some people. Like you said, some people specialize in it. They compete in endurance. That's a little bit different animal. But for our recreational you know, health and fitness audience, trying to get maybe leaner, stronger, more capable as humans, relying on that cardio piece as too much of their program can lead to some shortfalls in their overall health and fitness down the road. So I'm not saying don't run. Like, like you said, it's, it's very important. But if you look at those modalities, they all have so much value that if you're always ordering that salad, if you will, uh, you're leaving some growth on the table in our body weight and weightlifting movements for sure. I agree. And that reminds me of our interview with Sage Bergner. Shout out to Sage. Um, I love the story of how she grew up a weightlifter, you know, Mike's gym, focusing on weightlifting, but then she started running, like she had a coach say, okay, let's, let's just run one mile a day. Like you need to push yourself. So she was like, fine, I'm going to do it. And so she started running one mile a day and then eventually two miles a day. Um, it's a pretty great story. It's better told by her, but eventually she found out that adding a little bit or like adding cardio 
and conditioning in with the weightlifting mix actually resulted in like it was mutually beneficial um she like PR'd her back squat and ran a half marathon in the same week so it's pretty amazing what happens when you blend all of those together as a follow-up question to that what is the ideal recipe for the balance of weightlifting and cardio and gymnastics like should I be running more than I deadlift should I be snatching more than I row how do I find that recipe well, that's a great question, and I think if we knew the perfect answer, uh, we would be millionaires. One thing I found in the in the the exercise science and sports, uh, like the sports world and the training world, is we don't exactly know um, what we're doing. Not everything is perfect, and as soon as you think that you know exactly what you are doing, um, you got to start over and pay closer attention next time. But I'll tell you big picture for a regular person is that we want balance in the three. So I don't care if you have conditioning, if you can't pick up your, your body weight. I don't care if you can pick up three times your body weight, if you can't jog around the block. And I'm not going to add external load if you can't control your body weight. So the gymnastics is really valuable. We have this hierarchy for how to develop an athlete. Um, and it kind of is like a pyramid. And the idea is that every layer is dependent on the layers below it. And at the bottom is actually nutrition. You cannot out-train a bad diet. You have to be eating towards your goals. There's some talk right now of maybe adding a layer below that, by the way, which is your sleep uh, mindset, maybe some other things. The other 23 hours of the day um, could belong down there. Um, but anyways, you can't out-train a bad diet. You can't out-train a bad lifestyle. So the nutrition, all that other stuff is your foundation, your base. Then you've got metabolic conditioning. You need to have some aerobic capacity to function as a person. Then above that is gymnastics, then lifting and throwing, and then sport. So a lot of times we get stuck in this sport mindset where we think that that is the pinnacle of fitness, but we haven't been putting in the groundwork with our lifting and throwing, our gymnastics, or our, or our metabolic conditioning. Or also we get stuck in that metabolic conditioning phase and we never move forward to the gymnastic skills, the weightlifting, and then the sport. So I think if you look at that pyramid, we all have some shortfalls somewhere in that flow. And learning how to find the balance uh, individually is really important. So I think if I was going to build a program for a clean slate with no bad habits, no strengths, no weaknesses, I would be pretty balanced in my weightlifting, gymnastics, and monostructural. I will say this, though. The weightlifting movements are ones that typically take the longest to develop along with the gymnastics because they take skill. It takes time to, um, to develop strength. Um, whereas you can get really well conditioned in a matter of weeks. That's why like a, a sports team will have a, a three to six week conditioning camp to get up to speed conditioning wise, where it takes, you know, months and years to get their strength up to par. So they're all equally important to us, big picture. But I would say make sure that you're putting the time in on that strength training because it takes it, it often takes the longest to develop. That makes sense. And that's the same reason we generally would teach someone the air squat before the front squat. Like you've got to master, you know, that bodily awareness and gymnastics is um, lower on that pyramid before weightlifting. Or the same reason why you would, it's the same reason you'd have someone learn, you know, like make sure they have strict pull-ups before they use a weight rest for pull-ups. Um, so we'll have to do a later episode about 
all about that pyramid and kind of what it means. Yeah, even on that, like it's also the same reason that if we're snatching today, we work with PVC before an empty bar and an empty bar before heavy weights. You know, I think especially when you look at the weightlifting, like the sport of weightlifting, it's so dynamic. There's so many moving pieces that when you see a snatch day, a lot of people immediately immediately think that this is a strength day. And that's that is kind of true. But I like to think of it as a skill day. It takes, you know, coordination, accuracy, agility, balance in a way that maybe a deadlift or some dumbbell hypertrophy work doesn't. And so uh, when we use PVC, the nice thing about that is it makes it it basically makes it a body weight movement, um, controlling the body, and then we add external load. So keeping that flow and progression in mind, even on our strength training days, can have a lot of value too. Absolutely. Okay, next up, I want to talk about common myths about weightlifting. I recognize this, especially when I went to college and I saw all these women who were generally spending most of their time on the cardio deck up top, and then the weight room was dominated by these alpha males. I just noticed there was kind of a stigma about, you know, women are afraid to get too strong and too bulky. And so I'd love to hear from you. What are some other common misconceptions you see about weightlifting? Yeah, for sure. And first of all, I would say that, uh, being strong is one of the most beautiful things on the planet, uh, boy or girl. It doesn't matter to me because strong is capable. Strong means I can do stuff. I can pick things up. I, I can do things. And I think that's one thing that I've really learned to love about CrossFit and uh, is the image that it presents of, hey, it's okay for boys and girls to have muscles, to show grit, to work hard. Um, our bodies are not just for appearance. They are meant to, to do cool things. I also think that bodies that are built to perform uh, happen to be very appealing. And again, that's males and females. Uh, when we perform our best, we feel our best and we look our best. And I think that that is pretty badass. Um, but misconceptions that lifting weights will get you big is actually pretty, um, that's kind of like 20, 30 years ago. Like, I don't think um, there's so much science that is uh, showing against that, that it's, it's a pretty easy argument but there are still a lot of misconceptions. I think, first of all, if you see someone that looks like they're about your size and they're pretty muscular and more bulky than you think you would want to look, first of all, um, there's no need to compare appearances, right? Comparison, comparison is the thief of joy, and uh, that's just really toxic. And if I were to say, hey, I want to look like them, I'm going to sell myself short uh, in a lot of ways. I want to be my best me, and that's all that matters to me. Um, but also, if you do see someone that looks like your body type and they look pretty muscular and you say, man, I don't ever want to look like that. My favorite response is don't worry. You never will because uh, it takes a lot of time, a lot of work uh, to, to, to make that happen. And um, I think instead of comparing in a negative way, there's just so much positivity to look at when you see someone who's trained that hard is that fit, that strong. And that, uh, and if they look bulky, that's, that's how it goes. Um, also, I think too, sometimes like in pictures or videos, you see an athlete performing and because of the lighting and the angles and the way that it's shot, they look like they're really big and really huge. And if you think of like the CrossFit Games athletes, kind of the same thing, uh, boys and girls. You watch them on TV and you're like, wow, these athletes are huge. They've got giant muscles. They must be massive. But the truth is, if you see them in person, they're very medium sized. They're like SUVs. They're very muscular. They're very lean. And when you're lean, your muscles look bigger because there's no fat kind of uh, disguising them. Um, 
So I think just recalibrating our own like perceptions of that is really important. Also, skeletal muscle takes up very little space on the body. To get stronger doesn't even mean to get bigger muscles. As we get stronger, you can get more, you can get denser muscles. So you get more, you know, squares, more, more muscle cells per cubic inch. It actually is really hard for the muscles to get bigger. Usually when that happens, it's fat over the top of the muscles that makes the appearance of, of being big. So, Cody, could you define uh, what you mean by skeletal muscles? Yeah, so basically like just the big muscles that are uh, close to and connected to the skeleton, right? Um, so like, uh, like, like the quads, hamstrings, glutes, uh, those, those big guys. Um, and I think that like bodybuilding maybe had uh, an influence on how we see muscles that if you're lifting weights, you're supposed to get big. And I think you have to keep in mind that for bodybuilding and nothing against bodybuilding, I think it's great. But a lot of those high level bodybuilders are not only lifting deliberately for hypertrophy where they're tearing down and growing large muscles, but a lot of them are also using additional substances that are altering their genetic capabilities. And, and that you're not going to get that as a recreational worker outer, and you're not going to get that as an athlete. You have to train specifically for that, for it to happen. Will your muscles get stronger? Uh, will they fire better? Will they get more capable? Absolutely. But the idea that you're going to get bigger and get giant, it's not very likely. You know, look at yourself and myself. For example, Lauren, we're built pretty different. If we did the exact same program every single day, we would adapt differently, but in a positive way. I'm always going to be bigger than you, no matter what happens. I'm taller. I got a bigger frame. I could do cardio. Hey, I'm still growing. <laughs> I, I'm still growing. Uh, I could do cardio only and I'd still probably carry more muscle than you. And same thing the other way, you could do only bodybuilding and you would never get my size. And that's an easy comparison because we're, we're, we're built pretty different. But I think same goes with a similar, you know, like gendered, you know, gender to gender, friend to friend, uh, we all adapt differently. So I think, again, to just recalibrate your own your own perception and, and expectations of I'm going to be the fittest me possible. It always breaks my heart when I see people with like a vision board of like my ideal body. And I'm like, that's really sad to me because you're selling yourself short. One, you're never going to look like that person. But two, they're never going to look like you. You can you can be you and the, the best you that the world's ever seen. And I think that's pretty special. So um, not only is it a myth that lifting weights doesn't get you big, but it's a good opportunity to recalibrate your perceptions of, of why you want to get fit and, and, and how you see yourself as well. Yeah, Cody, I'm glad you touched on the physical appearance aspect of it. I think that's a huge part of the misconceptions around weightlifting. And I think some just the, unfortunately, the society that we live in bombards us with this focus on image. Even probably we can all name a couple people or, you know, accounts on Instagram that we follow that are always posting, you know, the beach body or like before and after pictures. And even if you scroll right past it, it still can be really toxic and it's still going to be in the back of your mind. So Cody, I like what you said about instead of comparing, instead of comparing because comparison is the thief of joy, it's only going to have a negative effect on you. Um, I like focusing on like how can I be the fittest version of myself and how is that going to improve my quality of life? And maybe, you know, appearance is a 
you know, like a byproduct of that. Um, but I like to focus on how can I be the fittest version of me. One more myth I want to talk about that has come up is weightlifting is dangerous. Weightlifting is scary. I'm going to get hurt. Maybe. I mean, we've talked about this before. You could get hurt riding your bike. You could get hurt snowboarding. Um, so for someone who comes to the gym first time and they're like, I'm afraid that weightlifting is unsafe. What would you tell them? Yeah, well, I think that's a really good um, conversation. I think people are always looking to, to stay safe, and that's important. Um, first of all, I think that any exercise, any, any program, any movement, any activity is as safe as it is implemented. That goes for bungee jumping. That goes for walking down the street. Um, Nothing is very few things are inherently dangerous. Very few things are inherently safe. And I've coached uh, actually like in a month, I'll hit 17,000 classes, uh, personal training sessions uh, over the last uh, 18 years. And I've seen very few injuries from weightlifting uh, from the movements of, of lifting weights. Where I have seen a couple injuries is from logistics expectations and setup, um, not missing properly, uh, crashing into a rack, uh, dropping weights and there's something on the floor, something silly that we work really hard to be perfect with at the gym uh, every day. But I, I've seen a couple bang ups with that, uh, trying to save a bad rep, things like that. I've seen very, very few injuries from lifting improperly or trying to lift with too much weight. Um, these movements, especially the ones that we pick here at CrossFit Advantage, are inherently safe at beyond one rep max. They're movements that you see in nature. They're movements that your body was built to do. And it's actually one of the safest things on the planet. Fishing is the most dangerous sport in the world. It kills more people than any other sport on the planet. Uh, next, you have soccer and running. Most, more than anything, because so many people do it. But if you look up the safety percentages and the injury rate per hours of training, uh, lifting weights is actually near the bottom. It's one of the safest activities that you can do. Um, but I think there's this misconception of, I think we all see like these fail videos online and we're like, oh my gosh, lifting weights is dangerous. That's a pretty, those are always extreme examples. And again, every single one of them, if you look at it, it's mostly a fail because of logistics, setup and expectations, not because they didn't move properly or because of the movement itself. So that's, uh, that's how I see that misconception. Awesome. Okay. So we're coming up on time here in a bit, but two more questions. I want to talk about some of the physiological health benefits of weightlifting. So Cody, could you talk about how your body like internally and physically responds to weightlifting and the benefits it has? Right. Absolutely. So first of all, any type of activity um, or fitness is going to have some, some benefits physically, mentally, and emotionally. But here are a couple that are kind of specific to weightlifting. Uh, first of all, bone density. Um, weight training has the greatest positive impact on bone density, which might not seem super important right now while we're younger, but someday when we're 120, we're gonna want our bones to be nice and strong. Uh, we wanna be able to fall down and be okay and get back up. And the best way to improve your bone density is to add external load to the frame. Stress the system to where it continues to uh, to harden and keep those bones nice and strong. Um, weightlifting is going to be a really good defense against disease. Uh, so does conditioning and cardio, but weightlifting is going to have a, uh, a positive impact on 
uh, fighting off diseases. It's going to increase your metabolism. The more uh, muscle is active tissue, and the more active tissue that you have on your frame, the more energy it's going to burn throughout the day. So your, metabol your metabolism is going to increase. It's going to be a hotter, better running furnace, uh, if you will. The weight training is going to help regulate insulin and lower inflammation. Uh, weight training is going to improve your posture, your sleep, your mood, and your energy. Uh, weight training is obviously going to improve your strength, which will also improve your endurance. If we get our endurance athletes to start lifting weights, they become better runners. Just like you said with Sage, once she added some endurance, she was a better lifter. It goes the other way as well. Um, it's going to help your balance and make you more fall proof. You're going to fall down less often. And when you do fall down, you're going to be able to get back up on your own. And again, later in life, that's going to be really important to us. Uh, and I think my favorite reason is because it increases our capabilities and our confidence as human beings. Um, I want to be the friend that gets the first phone call when somebody's moving. Hey, Cody's strong. Cody can keep working and lifting. I want him to help me move. Learning how to pick things up and move things and just get stuff done as a human being is pretty important to us. Back in the day, if it was building a cabin, cool. Nowadays, if it's picking up a D-ball and carrying it around the block, that's awesome. I want to carry my groceries in in one trip. I want to be able to pick up my kids. I want to be able to just do whatever I need in life. And strength is a huge component to getting those things done. 100% couple of those things I want to flush out a little bit more. So preventing against disease. So we're not saying that weightlifting is a cure for COVID. That is not the case. But I think it says something that we run over 1,200 CrossFit classes successfully since COVID. And there are no known cases that have been transmitted. So I think that says something about the people who prioritize fitness and weightlifting as a part of that. The other thing too is stress relief. We all know that feeling of finishing a workout, especially a lifting piece and just feeling those endorphins flood in and it's really empowering, like especially starting the week. Um, you know, we've been uh, at least right now in the month of May doing a lot of back squatting on Mondays and there's something pretty badass about lifting a heavy barbell to start off the week and it just kind of sets you up for success and puts you in a good mood for the rest of the day and the rest of the week even. And then the third thing is just confidence. And I learned a lot of this from you and Sage Bergner as well. There's something pretty unexplainable about snatching a heavy barbell. And it just makes you realize that you're capable of more than you think. And that we are, like you said, born to move, born to perform. And you know, you can always learn those kind of skills, even if you have no weightlifting background. Like five years ago, I had never picked up a barbell in my life. And now snatching is one of my favorite things in the world. And so I love how confidence boosting it is. And I loved seeing that when in college, I started this women's weightlifting program, you know, you had women who had never lifted weights in their lives, but now they incorporate weightlifting as a part of their fitness routine and it does something uh, to your confidence that I think not a lot of other things can. Okay, that is just about all we have time for today, but Cody, any final thoughts on weightlifting? No, just make sure you do it. Pick stuff up. You can do some, some auxiliary work with some dumbbells, some hypertrophy work. You can do powerlifting, which is, you know, the sport of 
squat, deadlift, and bench. You could do Olympic lifting, which is the sport of the snatch, the clean and jerk. And by the way, that's my favorite by the, by far. That's what we see more often than not. And it, that's just because the carryover is so huge to what we do as humans. If you think of our 10 skills that we have, cardio, stamina, strength, flexibility, power, speed, coordination, accuracy, agility, and balance, there's nothing else that we do that gives you the same bang for your buck that the snatch, the clean, and the jerk do. So it's not that those movements are more important than the others, but uh, they do give you a little bit more uh, return on your investment and uh, they carry over to other things. Uh, so you have Olympic lifting, you have your odd object stuff, uh, you've got strongman. Um, just find a way to pick stuff up, right? Um, there's even like farm fit. Pick up some hay, carry it over the mountain, whatever you got to do. Find a way to pick up external load, get yourself strong. You're going to be a better person for it. That's really all it is. Weightlifting, just picking heavy stuff up. So do more of it. Um, one more thing on that is what if you want to get more involved in weightlifting at CFA? What are some ways to do that? Any uh, programs you should look into, people you should talk to? Well, first of all, I would just start with our regular program. We see quite a bit of weightlifting in our regular program for GPP, which is just general physical preparedness. And then we have our weightlifting program uh, for the sport of weightlifting, and that's Wolfpack Weightlifting. You can contact myself or Jacob or Stephanie. And uh, basically, we have some folks that are trying to compete. We have a few athletes that are going to be lifting at nationals here next month. And some folks that just do it because it's hard and they want to get better at it. Some people do a little bit of extra weightlifting because it's fun. We have some folks that do some powerlifting. Um, if you just, just find a way to, like you said, find a way to lift stuff up. Um, push, pull, squat. Uh, let's just get strong and do cool stuff the rest of our lives. I love it. All right, Cody, thanks again. I hope this uh, gets everyone excited to weightlift today. All right, we'll see you at the gym. Take care. See you, Lauren. From bicep curls to kettlebell swings to tire flips to clean and jerks, there's something about weightlifting that's just empowering. And it's not just something Greg Glassman and the Bergners invented. Our ancestors were doing these same kinds of things hundreds and thousands of years ago in the form of pushing wheelbarrows and carrying bales of hay. It's almost in our DNA to lift heavy things, and doing so on a regular basis can measurably improve your sleep, bone and joint health, confidence, and quality of life. Have a fantastic day, and we will see you soon.